Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got Marion Jorgensen. Marion is an inner wisdom coach, and believe me, she has lots and lots of wisdom to share. And today, we're going to be talking about boundaries or no boundaries. You might think, well, surely you do need boundaries, but we're actually going to look at this with a bit of a twist today and look at how you can actually get to a stage where you actually don't need boundaries to create a healthy relationship. So without further ado, let me just welcome Marion Jorgensen. Hi, Lynn. It's lovely to be here. And it's lovely to have you, Marion. So let me start by getting you to explain a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and uh, what's gained your interest and insights around relationships. Well, I, um, I've been working as a psychotherapist for 20 years. And during that time, uh, I have worked with lots of people, actually, with relationship issues and very well. But what I realized for myself was that um, I didn't have much confidence around relationships or dating or um, anything like that. And it was a sort of a bit of a gray area with me that I might have been wise about it or with other people, but I wasn't very good at um, seeing that for myself. So I certainly was aware that I needed to... Um, to deal with relationships in a better way. Yeah. So what was your typical pattern, would you say, you know, that you could share with our listeners that might resonate with where you were initially? Oh, my uh, typical pattern was no boundaries. And um, in fact, I didn't, I knew that I needed to have them. But so my typical pattern would be that I would get into a relationship and I would be so caring and nurturing and looking after the other person. And I'm very good at sort of um, making somebody feel great where I didn't know how to receive or actually demand that I received some of that back. You know, I, I didn't have the boundaries really to say to somebody, you know, when you don't turn up for a date or you behave in that way or you don't think about me, that I, I wasn't able to say, well, then you're not the right person for me. And the reason I couldn't do that was because I had issues, I think, from my childhood around vulnerability and abandonment Um really around those areas. So it makes it very difficult for you. If if you've had a history like that, that you haven't yet sort of, if I said overcome, I had changed so much from being a, an incredibly shy person, a child and um, adult actually, with very low self-esteem because I lived in a family where my mother was a depressive and she found life very, very difficult. Um, so 
I didn't learn very much from her, apart from fear, I think. And I had a father who sort of left when I was um, seven, eight years old, and um, he wasn't in contact for two years, but he also isn't a particularly nurturing person. So I'd learned so much, but this was sort of my Achilles heel. And I just knew for a long time that I needed to have an insight around that area, actually. So three years ago, I decided to go out and, and try and date again. And I um, decided, okay, you're going to go out and date, but you're going to have to learn along the way because you're going to have to get this one right. Mm. And you're going to have to learn the lessons that you needed to learn. So um, that's what happened. I, I went out and dated and I fell in love, I think, for the first time in a terrible relationship uh, where this person was absolutely wonderful, but also pressed every single part of me to try and get me to set boundaries. And I just wouldn't do it. And I knew I wasn't doing it because I knew that if I did, then that person, I could no longer have a relationship with them. So it took me about a year and a half and I finally gave in and, and uh, started setting all amazing boundaries. And uh, we're still friends, uh, but it certainly ended uh, the relationship. And I then met somebody else after that who came about four weeks afterwards and I didn't want a relationship and kept saying, really, I wasn't ready for that. And he kept pushing and pushing and pushing and being wonderful. And the moment I decided to have a relationship, he started messing me around. And that took me one week to then set down my boundaries and let that relationship go. So I felt I'd learned my lesson, which is about time too at being 59 years old. Right. So what, what's your current relationship status then, Marion? I'm single. <laughs> and, and I'm single because, um, from choice actually, not because I'm afraid of relationships, but because I, once I learned those lessons and I feel so amazing about them, that I started concentrating on areas of my life that I wanted to grow and nurture. And I'm in the phase at the moment where I'm completely changing my life. Um, my house is up for sale. I've decided to completely change where I live and how I want to live. And I'm downsizing and, and um, sort of decluttering. And I, I'm going through a huge change. And to bring somebody into the mix or to go out looking for that would be the wrong thing for me. Um, if I met somebody naturally, that would be wonderful. But I, I don't need I don't need anybody. I've always been very good on my own, but I'm also now very confident that if somebody comes along, I know how I wish to sort of handle myself. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I suppose you're going through a process now of doing some inner work to get to a stage where you know you're going to be the very best version of yourself to then attract the very yeah. be best version of somebody else into that that healthy lifestyle 100 percent. you know being the best version of myself um being completely authentic in a relationship i'm very very authentic in my personal life and in my work and what i mean by that is that there is a a moral code there's a very i'm very honest and 
I uh, like, I'm not a people pleaser. I, I really, and I don't like to control anymore like I did when I was much younger, you know, to try and make my environment safe. So, so me, it's that if I feel it inside that there's something that I need to do, I will do that. And now I've been able to bridge that into my, um, not, not relationships with my friends and family that also I was very authentic in, but I wasn't with, with partners. So, um, being able to have that, knowing that I can have that now in relationships has, is uh, just wonderful for me. And I continue to learn by the way, and I always will. So I'm very open to learning even more about having a healthy relationship and being able to date you know, authentically, as I call it. Yeah, absolutely. And and within that, I personally feel that, you know, we need to embrace our natural feminine energy. You know, I'm very much around teaching around how the masculine and feminine energy works in relation to the, the dance that creates that ultimate healthy relationship. And mm. uh, unfortunately, I see a lot of successful women who think, you know, that... Um, because they're successful in business and um, because they're actually perceived as, you know, successful by their friends because they're, they're in, uh, say, corporate and, and doing very well, mm. who are struggling when it comes to relationships and don't understand why they are struggling. And a lot of it is because they're not embracing who they naturally are in, in terms of their feminine energy because what they're doing is using a lot of their masculine energy in their work environment and then that's not attractive <laughs> to to a, a strong masculine male energy because all he experiences is when he's with a woman like that is the presence of another masculine energy and he's not attracted to that i love that you said that i love that because that's so true and i didn't know how to see when I was in a relationship, it wasn't that I was showing that strong masculine energy, actually. But what I didn't know was how to be feminine, meaning when I was so shy when I was younger that I didn't even know how to go out and um, deal with guys that wanted to talk to me. Mm. Because my barriers were got because I didn't know how to be in that feminine energy. My mother was very Victorian. You know, and that's something that I wasn't around and, and wasn't able to learn anywhere. And so I would go out and I would meet people and my barriers would go up and I didn't know how to get in touch with that. And actually, in that three year period, when I decided to go out and, and start dating, um, I met this guy. Um, but at the same time, I um, actually he, he did me a lot of good because Number one, he taught me that actually I was really desirable. And what I mean by that, not just the fact that he wanted an intimate relationship with me, it didn't have anything to do with that because he was younger than me. And I asked him one day, why on earth would you want to have a relationship with me? And he turned, he literally turned around and gave me a look like, what the hell are you talking about? And I saw that look and something, I had the most massive insight was, oh my God, I mean, he doesn't see me like I see myself. And from that, literally that moment on, I realized that I was desirable. So that was number one. Number two, he taught me to set boundaries, you know, and, and that was incredibly important. And he taught me how to walk away. So, you know, I'm very glad I had that relationship. But within that three year period, I also 
once I got that, that I was desirable and that I could feel feminine, I decided to explore that. And when I went out, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be me. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to connect. And if, and if, if a man talks to me, I will know what to do with that. You know, that yeah. I've got all this wisdom inside of me. Of course, I know what to do with that. And that was a huge thing for me, Lynn, because I wish somebody told me as a girl, all you need to do is take charge. You know, take charge and you can say yes, you can say no. But because I'd always been vulnerable, I, I something hadn't clicked inside that it was that easy. That you can deal with anything and you can flirt and you can have fun and... If you want, you can have a one night stand if that's really what's right for you, or you can have a, a relationship, but you've got to be able to decide yourself what you want and what fits for you and be able to actually verbally say that. So, uh, yeah, I went out and explored my femininity and I have to say I had a bit of a hedonistic time and I loved it and it was enjoyable and it got to the stage where I didn't want to do that anymore because I'd tried that, experienced it. But it all added to me learning about my femininity. And um, yeah, it's really, really important to uh, women to know that. And, and actually, in my therapy, uh, in my um, practice, I meet a lot of women who don't have that or have let it go. Yeah, because we, we don't know what we don't know. And we're not educated yeah. about this stuff, are we? No, not at all. Not at all. And you know, I, I used to look at people and I, I look at my um, goddaughter, she's 27, she's absolutely gorgeous, but quite shy. But when she goes out, she knows exactly how to handle herself. And I look at her and I think, gosh, I was married at 19 um, and I had my son when I was 24 and I came back to England and I had no, I, I didn't have any of her confidence. Um, uh, but... The biggest way I have learned is also by watching other people and, and being curious about how come they have that. It's not about being jealous. It was, it was more curious. And I think it's important to be curious in life. Definitely. I mean, we see, don't we, celebrities having rubbish um, <laughs> relationships and you look at them and you think, well, you know, that woman is absolutely drop dead gorgeous. How come she's not having a healthy relationship? And a lot of the time, is because we don't realize that, you know, we're either, you know, there's, there's four different energies that I speak about. And one is the unhealthy feminine, which is when you're being very, you know, needy, desperate, people pleasing, submissive, subservient. And then you're going to attract the unhealthy masculine who's going to be, you know, the opposite to that very domineering, possessive, jealous, controlling that. That's the toxic relationship, the dysfunctional relationship, the codependent relationship. And then you, you can have the energy state whereby, you know, you've more or less got a friendship, you know, because the energies are very neutral and, yeah. you know, there's an equal amount of masculine and feminine from you and there's an equal amount of masculine and feminine from him. So you've got, you know, a friendship type relationship, which is okay, it's happy enough, but you're just settling for, you know, quite a boring connection in that relationship and then you've got the ultimate relationship where you, you've got the passion the intimacy the fulfillment where you feel alive and that's a relationship where you've got the healthy feminine who is very much a woman who who is has got who knows her value 
who um, mm. is confident, he's nurturing, he's caring, he's compassionate, he's sensual. And you've got the healthy masculine who's the, the one that's um, assertive in a healthy way. You know, mm. he needs the chivalrous and, and protective in a healthy way. Yeah. That's the relationship I want. Exactly. And we can all have that, but we're not educated about this, are we? <laughs> no. no, we're not. And... I, I think um, a lot of the younger people are, because it's, so, it's spoken about so much more openly now. Um, I think relationships are talked about more. And I think the podcast, you know, the era of the podcast and YouTube, and there's so much information out there that my goddaughter watches a lot of this stuff. And so she's got access to um, information that, you know, in some families, you're not going to get it from your family because um, your um, family uh, haven't learned that for themselves. You know, it, it sort of goes down from family to family. So having all these other ways of accessing um, emotional and intelligent stuff is so important. And, and that's why your podcast is so important, because people need to hear this. They need to know how to understand themselves understand other people and to be able to create that happy relationship most definitely and what i found really interesting when we was talking a bit off air marion was this um you know sharing with the audience around this idea of um you know having no boundaries but having no boundaries in a healthy way uh, yeah. and how do you get to the point where you've got no boundaries in a healthy way where you're just being you and you don't actually need boundaries uh, mm. and the way you get there is to start with by having boundaries in place. <laughs> so can you explain a, a bit more about that in the way you explained it to me when we was off air? Yeah, I think that um, everybody, men and women, need to learn how to have boundaries. So if you imagine that there is a you that is uh, who you think you are, which is the person who is full of patterns of behaviour, and some of those we've picked up are fantastic and some of those that we've picked up are not. So uh, when people have lower self-esteem, to me, they have two very key um, behavior patterns. And one of those is the people pleaser, where uh, they really don't have boundaries and they are scared that they will lose people and friends because they're not good enough so they people please and then you've got the uh, perfectionist not the person that you know has to keep their house tidy it could manifest in that way but perfectionists are people that control certain parts of their life to feel safe so they're quite controlling and they like things just like this and things should be like this so that's that's us and we don't know how to really have great boundaries because we've got all this stuff going on and then there's who we really are so when we understand ourselves better and grow and our emotional intelligence grows better we then start to realize that um how to set boundaries and when people ask me you know how do i set boundaries i'm going back to what i said earlier is you have to know that you can be in charge of yourself. You can, from the inside out of you, meaning you make choices inside of you that are good for you. You know, when we have a life that's from the outside in, we are making our decisions based on the outside world. 
But when we start making those choices inside of us, do I like that? Don't I want that? You know, uh, sh uh, I, I don't want the should, I'm going to do that or I'm not going to do that. Whatever that is, when we start knowing that we've got this power inside of us, we're then able to start setting those boundaries down. And that makes us feel great because our self-esteem really, really rises quickly. Now, when you get really good at that, then you can start almost looking at this new idea, which is I can have a relationship, that third um, energy that you were talking about, Lynn, you know, that really healthy relationship that's passionate and um, caring and, you know, all of those sorts of things. When you are in a relationship with somebody that you're in tune with, that you need to, to completely understand that the way that I look at the world through my glasses is my way of looking at the world. And inside of me, there will be a little voice that tells me how I want to live that life. And inside of my partner or um, my friends and family and everybody else out there in the world, they also have their own glasses on and they're all behaving from the inside out, being who they are, however they see the world. So some of those will have really high emotional intelligence. So, you know, they're pretty okay and on an even keel and dealing with life really well. And then other people, their glasses are through the eyes of the patterns, you know, of um, being um, unlovable and insecure and all those sorts of things. But when I'm in a healthy relationship and with my partner, when my partner occasionally is in a mood, you know, we all have feelings. Some of them are fantastic and some are a bit, make us a bit anxious, a bit fearful, um, a bit sad, all those sorts of things. So when you're in a mood, I can see when you're in a mood and I don't need to take that personally because that's something you're going to figure out for yourself. So I don't need boundaries if something is, doesn't feel right to me because I'll sit down and I'll have that conversation. And I'll have that conversation with my best friend who I'm having a relationship with and they will listen to that and we will discuss it and things will hopefully and automatically change or we see things differently and our relationship evolves. So I don't need to set boundaries down because I'm communicating incredibly well and I'm allowing my partner to be who they are and I accept them for being who they are. So when I call it when you're in your right mind together, things are going really well because you've developed this amazing relationship. And when something isn't going so well and I'm caught up in my own thinking and I'm not seeing the world in a very good place, my partner hopefully will allow me to get through that phase because we always go back to our natural, innate, good mental health, always. Mm. You know, when we've got fears and worries, they always go away. And we one day suddenly feel great. Mm. So when you allow that between the two of you and you understand that, you don't need boundaries. You don't need to say to somebody, you know, you do that and uh, I don't want you ever to do that to me because you use your communication and your understanding <coughs> of how your mind works. I hope that makes sense, actually. Yes, it made perfect sense. Um right. It, it, you know, and, and a very, very, very wise words in, you know, working on yourself first, you know, mm. and having those boundaries to start with will enable you then down the line to not have to set boundaries because you're already exuding 
you know, yeah. through your previous mindset and communication, your body language, where your boundaries are. Mm. And a wise woman, Catherine Annis, said to me, you know, when you are being you and you know that you have your internal boundaries, you know, you're just being you, your self-esteem is great. When a man comes along or a woman comes along who who does something that really is something that doesn't fit with you, like the people I used to attract, when I then speak it straight away, kindly and compassionately and lovingly, actually, I don't like it when you do that, that type of person will disappear very quickly. They'll drop you. They won't return your phone calls. You know, they'll end up having a row with you and walking off, but they won't continue that relationship with you because it's too difficult for them. So I love that. So you're far more likely to attract somebody at a, I don't want to say at a level, but it's almost a, you'll attract somebody who has that same energy as you that, that um, also has those qualities and they will want to stay. And then it's your, it's your responsibility to work out whether that relationship is right for you. You know, and the only way you know that is by having one. Yeah, <laughs> most certainly. Uh, and, yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of this is around learning the best ways to communicate with our partners as well. Um, and it's it's not making it about them. You know, men are very sensitive to uh, receiving what they perceive. And it might not be sent from you as uh, criticism, control, comparing. I call it all the C's uh, or um, complaining, you know, but men receive it like that if you make it about them so what i teach is you know if you if there's something you don't like about what he's doing or what he's saying you don't make it about him you don't say you you should you shouldn't say that or you shouldn't do that or you know in other words using the you word the way yeah. i teach it is is to make the communication about what you want in other words i really want to be in a relationship with a, a man who doesn't smoke for example yeah. So you're not making it about him. You're just making it about what you want. And then he can make the decision for himself whether he wants to quit smoking mm. or, or not, as the case may be, <laughs> yeah, based on how much he values that relationship. That's so true. It's all about the I. When you communicate very, very well, it's all about I. And people think that's um, that's very selfish. But it isn't because when you're saying, I find it difficult when this happens or and you explain what that means, you know, they hear that. They really hear that is when, you know, if we say you, you know, you is that accusatory finger, isn't it? Yes. And men are sensitive to that. You stay any sentence with the word you, they'll instantly, you know, be on their guard and hear it as a criticism, whether, whether you mean it to be or not, you know, whether you mean it to sound like a complaint or a criticism mm. uh, or a comparison, they, they'll hit, that's that's just the way men hear things, you know, so never start, you know, um, a sentence with you if, 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 if you think about it in your own head and it, he could receive it as a, yeah. com, you know, as a complaint or a criticism or a, mm. a comparison of any sort or you're trying to control him in some way. Um, yeah. Because he, he just won't, it, it'll just make him want to withdraw or it'll, it'll, it, can, it can even create conflict. You know, he'll just feel it as a, a masculine energy comment that uh, 
and it'll feel challenged. And and that sort of leads back to what you said earlier about the feminine energy, you know, and, and I've always found that difficult because people find me very confident. And but actually the reality is I am confident, but I'm also incredibly soft. And I have to be able to show that part of me because um you know, I look at people sometimes and I think, how come you ended up with somebody and I didn't? How come I haven't attracted the person that wants, you know, the amazing person that wants a relationship with me? And I, I could say there were many reasons around that because I wasn't allowing that to happen. I wasn't able to receive, you know, that, it, that, that sort of message maybe that was coming from somebody. But also I think it's very much about me learning um, to be very vulnerable in a relationship and being okay with that. Yeah, and that vulnerability doesn't mean weakness. You know, I think a lot of women, you know, you think when you mention the word vulnerability that, oh my gosh, you know, I can't show that I'm going to be weak. But we're not, you know, advocating that you show weakness um, Mm. from a place of being needy and desperate. That You know, that's been the unhealthy feminine what we're advocating is you show that vulnerability from a place of strength and that that can be your biggest sort of strength, that mm. feminine power. Mm. And and also, I think that uh, we are able to be really vulnerable only when we know how to look after ourselves. And what I mean by that is when we know how to set boundaries, how to... Um, to sort of verbalize what it is that we want because only when you are vulnerable if somebody then just for example somebody steps really over that mark and hurts you you need to then know what to do and you can only do that when you know how to speak out and set those boundaries and and verbalize it so uh you know being truly truly femininely vulnerable you you've got to go you've got to have some self-esteem you've got to go through that process of understanding yourself and you know what does internal safety mean inside me how do I activate that in a sense yeah and there are feminine ways to respond you know if a partner hurts you by something he says or does you can say you know, in a way that isn't confrontational, in other words, mm. isn't coming from a masculine and an energy response of being defensive or uh, mm. defaulting from a place of wanting to protect yourself. Uh, if you think about, you know, what's the feminine response in this situation? And this this takes time to learn and practice, by the way. It doesn't necessarily, if you've been used to living in your masculine for a long time, that mm. I'm saying, it, it, you know, you can instantly think about that in the moment, but you can learn and be aware of how you respond and uh, think, well, uh, yeah, I could have I could have handled that differently. So the, the way I teach women to respond in a feminine way you know if they the partners hurt or them you know either verbally or you know by their behavior is to just you know literally say the words ouch (laughs) in other words you're expressing you know how you feel in that moment rather than retaliating with uh, aggression in response or accusing him of being aggressive himself which then could escalate into a massive great big row you can just respond with a in a fem- more feminine way and there's, there's lots of different feminine ways and mm. the biggest one is to just turn if you can just turn your back and, and walk away yeah and just go to a quiet place because mm. that'll give him time to reflect 
you know, what he's just said mm. rather than what you've just retaliated with. And he's going to be far harder on himself if he knows that he's really hurt you with his words than you ever could in any retaliation. So there is the way that you can just graciously walk away. There's the way that you can respond with just a ouch, which again gives him that space to reflect on, oh my gosh, you know, I've just hurt the woman I love. What have I just said? Yeah, that's so true. I love that ouch. I'm certainly going to keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, an, an hour, you know, whatever you, I mean, some people, whatever response sort of feels natural to you. Some people it's ow, ouch. And my, mine is a bit more playful, you know, because um, I'm, I'm quite a, a playful, uh, bubbly character. And so one of my best responses with my partner is to just look at him with uh, sad eyes and, and pouty lip. <laughs> And then if necessary, I'll keep pointing at the pouty lip <laughs> without saying a word. I love that. I'm, I'm definitely, and by the way, you know, you don't, those um, ways of dealing with the situation are not only um, can be used for in a relationship with a partner, you know, they're perfect for even family members. I was just thinking of my son and I think that would uh, work very well with him. So, uh yeah. You can practice on other male members of your family, you know, to see how how different it feels to, um, you know, learn these responses so that you are ready then when you attract the right man for you, you know, that, uh, that you know what, what works for you and what hasn't worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, getting better and better at relationships is something that um, will continue to unfold and um, for everybody I think there's always always something that we can hear or learn or just see differently absolutely well that, that's been a fascinating conversation Marion thank you so much for your you know your vulnerability in today's session in, in sharing your personal you know um, experiences with the audience I'm sure many of them are going to resonate with uh, what's been discussed today. So um, for the benefit of them that, that want to know more about you and, and and be able to get in touch, what what is your best form of contact? The best form of contact is the innerwisdomcoach.com is my website. And on there, it's got my podcast contact details and and things like that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I've thoroughly enjoyed the discussion. Thank you for inviting me. I've absolutely loved it. And if it helps, if it's helped somebody else as well and it resonates with them, then, um, you know, that's great. That's what I love doing. Excellent. I'm sure we'll be having you on again to share some more wisdom in future episodes. So on that note, I'll just wrap up with saying, as I always do, true love starts with opening our hearts. So until next time... Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.